and it won. Uh, we were talking about the, um, we were talking about the the the, the, the on the move framecast that uh, that Drew did with. Um, oh my God, Drew is gone. Drew is not existing in my in my space. Hold on, hold on. This is so weird. We don't have Drew. We have lost Drew on the pictures, but I think we can still hear it. <laughs> yeah, you... I mean, I don't know why you can't see me. Uh, it's it's probably because like the computer is having an episode, but I'll uh, I'll bring you back right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so talking about on the move, 10 o'clock, uh, the, the first ever Tenocon when we did this, it was, oh, it was traumatic because it, it was great and amazing and everything, but the problem was that Discord you just couldn't the... make out what anyone was saying, right? Mm -hmm. So I had, so I and I think four or five other people subtitled the whole episode, right? Just so people knew what the fuck was being said, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of speaking of like uh, figuring out what the fuck's being said, um, if you're wondering about like the the, the, the microphone quality difference changes, <clears throat> I'm doing it this week with this microphone, and I think that you're noticing these changes the most. Uh, normally, I'd use like a different microphone, but this time I got like this microphone arm, so I wanted to figure out like does this sound different? Um, some people say you can barely notice it, but if you kind of notice it, it will be my microphone. That will be it this episode. Also, Xeno is using his uh, in, in inbuilt microphone in his headset because now he can move around whilst talking. So yep. that's also where um, where a change is coming from there. Yep. See, he's he's standing up. <laughs> he's just moved away. He's just, just moved. Because I, I need I, I need a can. I need I need my my last ever. Wait, is it? Yeah, there's only one left. My last ever root beer. I need to, you know, go get the last root beer. The last the ever? Yeah, the last ever. There's no more root beer in the world, man. Oh, this no. Is last, this is the last ever A&W root beer. I mean, if there was any more, I would have it. But I don't have it. Thus, there is no more. All right. Well, welcome to this historic mom uh, moment. This is this is one for the history books. You, you will tell your gen grandchildren that you were here to witness... <laughs> The last root beer being consumed. There he goes. He doesn't go for the full chug. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's a waste. I know, Can't I know. Full chug a can of root beer. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta appreciate the root beer. Mm -hmm. Definitely when it's like the last one to ever be made. Uh huh. Speaking of the last one to ever be made, podcasting. This will be like the episode that will like put all episodes of other podcasts to the end because this podcast is so amazing that like why will anyone ever try after us? Um, welcome to Framecast, the best podcast there is. Everyone else what is a ripoff. What, what do what do you mean everyone else is a ripoff? What about ten o'clock? I mean ten o'clock is is uh, uh actually ten o'clock is like the predecessor of uh, of the of the of, of the Framecast. So 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 it's like. The father and the son, um, like ruling everything. So I feel like you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. I feel like I'm, I, I, I'm trying to like read the topics for this week. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> we have some great topics for this week. Let's go over that. Um, actually, like indeed, sometimes we have episodes where where we're like we're looking for topics. It's like one or two topics that we can find in the week. This week, a lot has been going on. Actually, the past two weeks, because like it's been a while since uh, since we've seen Drew's lovely face. Last week we had a call, so let's see what we have this week. This week we have YouTube to start putting ads on all videos without paying creators. Um, then we have uh, Innerslav teases a new map for Among Us. 
we have Nintendo shuts down online Super Smash Melee tournament. Uh, lovely guys at Nintendo. I really, really like them. Um, apart from whatever they do online. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 enables a toggle function to turn off copyrighted music in-game. And then we have also more on Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077 retail copies have been stolen and gameplay is being leaked. Which you could also call the titular topic. And then we have Epic founders, me- Epic's founder managed to embarrass himself during an ongoing fight against Apple. Those are the topics for today. So, exciting, exciting stuff. Um, we'll be getting to those in just a minute. Before that, Drew, what have you played the, uh, the past two weeks? Okay, okay. If you cannot guess what I have been playing for the last two weeks, we are clearly not friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's so go on, guess. What have I been playing for the last two weeks? I'll actually expand this to the audience, right? You know, if if you can guess what I've been playing for the last two weeks, we are true bro friends. Hold on. So I... our, bro, our bro friendship is on the line here, Michelle. Okay. What um, have I been playing for the last two weeks? Let me let me go and like turn on the audio again so we can loop so we can loop over each other again while we discuss this. Uh, but before well, before we do that, let me say Godfall. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> no Raft. No. no. I, I have been playing Raft, but that's not that's not the main thing I've been playing, Michelle. You have not why been main- not- You've not why been can I not- yeah. You've not been maining Raft with Nassif and Loss? What have those no, streams been? Lies, clearly. Big lies. Have you yep. that, how's the Raft going by the way? It's great. It's it's really good fun. Um I so I was watching Markiplier play it for the most part for ages he released an episode a couple of weeks ago and then it went stone cold silent and i was like but i want more i want to know what happens why won't you give me more uh and then uh, i turned to michelle and lars and said like you know because lars is actually really interested in the same let's play of markiplier uh, with raft and we just turned to each other says like you know do do, do you fancy doing some live streaming raft on Nazareth's stream and he was like yeah so so we went and did it nice nice i've uh, i've seen you like a couple of times after after our stream um yeah. M- mika M- mika's guessing genshin no nope. have you been playing genshin no nope. has anyone no one said it i'm disappointed and everyone including you get you get one more chance michelle come on come on i'll give mm. you a hint if needs be all right all right, all right. Let me think. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. I mean, come on, like, I. how often do I go on random tangents about this game during 10 o'clock or anything? Oh. Let me tell you about this one time. In World yeah. of Warcraft? World of Warcraft! <laughs> yes! So, latest expansion came out um, a couple of days ago, actually. Um, and, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, been getting back into WoW since they changed a lot of it. And, yeah, um, played quite a bit of it recently. Obviously, I played Raft. Um, played quite a number of games for that Xeno Codex that came out last week. Mm-hmm. 
No, it came out Sunday. When did it come out? It came out like like, like this week. Um, I don't think it's been out for for longer than a week. Um, yeah, Mika's, so it came out like Sunday. Yeah. Mika says, "Sorry, Xena, I'm not a boomer." <laughs> well, you're clearly a zoomer because you don't know the generation that boomer actually applies to. So, you know, it's fine. I I forgive you for being so young and it, innocent. Too, it but... is a giant mess, though. All those all those like intergenerational names. It's like who even decides that? So. You know? I don't know. I really don't know. It's like, oh, there's Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Millennial. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Laxino Codex, um, for those of you who haven't seen it, what is like the the quick rundown of the video? What's like the pitch as to why they should go and watch what's what you just put out like a week or two so, weeks ago, depending on like whenever. <laughs> <laughs> whenever anyone was listening to this. So the whole pitch of uh, the the latest Xeno Codex is what I use to judge the the value of the game, mm -hmm. right? So whether or not it's uh, using features that are just there to make more money to give you a false sense of um, progression. This is called a Skinner box technique. Um, whether or not the the game is a bright, dazzling flash. Um, whether or not it has a good tutorial, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, whether or not it has features that just don't make sense, like games as a service, cough, cough, Avengers. Um, and, uh, and one that's been a huge bone of contention is actually uh, the cost per hour. So mm -hmm. I say a game should cost no more than two pounds per hour of uh, gameplay. Some people have turned around and said like, <laughs> like one guy turned to me and said, oh no, it should be uh, eight pounds per hour. Wow. I'm like, what? So, so, you, so you would pay, you would pay like I mean, like in some countries, I feel like that might even be minimum age, a minimum wage, to depending on people's age, in some uh, in some countries. So, like the fact that you like you would have to pay eight bucks an hour to play a game like that is insane. That is great. Like, 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 can you imagine like games right now are like sixty bucks or something? Um, like they're pushing them to seventy, they're pushing them to eighty. But can you imagine like let's say that you buy a game for sixty bucks and like the average like eight. Like that wouldn't like you 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 pay a full price game you get less than ten hours of content from it it's like what yeah yeah so this guy was referring to apparently games for the PlayStation that were ultimately amazing that were uh, forty pounds on release but were like five hours worth of content I'm like what the hell like I don't even know what game he was talking about I'm ne I haven't got a clue mm -hmm. so anyway yeah. Uh, what about you? What games have you been playing recently? Uh, we've been doing uh, uh, your one of your favorites. Um, we've been we've been playing uh, yeah, Destiny. No. Oh. <laughs> um, like the like finally for like the Xbox Game Pass, I've been able to like get my hands on Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and Beyond Light. So like I'm kind of playing for it. It's like it's more Destiny stuff. It's alright. Other than that, we've been doing Genshin because Genshin has like this new offend sort of thing, which like I think their first offend that they're doing. It's done quite well actually. Um. They did, As, they did an event a little while ago, didn't they? Yeah, that well, right now they they have this event with like story to, uh, with like story to it, lore, voice acting, an entire quest, and like media rights and shit. And honestly, like it's done very well. Like there are like there are still gacha mechanics where I'm like, mm, Genshin. It's like there are still things where I'm kind of like, God dang it! But at the same time, like one of the things which gacha games do do really well is like their their events and shit. Because, like, they want to sell you these characters, 
And the way that they want to sell you these characters is by giving them, like, full-on backstories, giving them, like, entirely well-voice-acted, like, lines and an entire deep quest where, like, a lot of things are happening. And, like, I, I can really appreciate that. It's, like, especially, like, because, you have, like, you'll get, like, one copy of that character and then you can farm for more so you can, like, expand them. And I'm, like, well, for, like, a, like, like a free-to-play game, um, this event is, like, quite decent. So uh, I've enjoyed that. And I actually went back to Warframe um, yesterday or two days ago. Two days ago, because um, it'd been like uh, it's uh, it'd been like fifty four days since I signed in last time, which was uh, a really long streak. <laughs> so um, immediately noticed that the that the tables and the orbiter had changed, which like is of course the most shocking change that everyone like is going to lose their minds about. Even people that don't know about Warframe are just going to like run to the press right Wait, 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 wait! Tables in the orbiter? What's yes, the table. The table so, so, so like if you're um, if you're at the start of like your Lisette sort of thing, like the like with the where the market is and where the codex is, these yeah. tables where these things are on, they used to be different, and they're different now. Oh, that explains why I have a random floating clan model. Yeah. Sorry, noggle. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't remember putting that there. What? Okay, that must have changed at some point. Shocking reveal. I know. No, that that yeah. is that is the big change. So 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 I was already like. I was already like, like, like applauding it. I was already saying that this was the best year ever. Uh, I was waiting on those Twitch drops. I was surprised there weren't Twitch drops for this massive, massive content drop within Warframe. This big change. Um, I've already written to like PC Game and everyone to like tell them that like there was something changed in Warframe. Uh, but no, like um, it was quite fun to go back. Uh, apparently, like like I didn't see the new Necromech, uh, which I saw for the first time, and it's got like weird ass legs, and I'm like, oh, these look like normal legs under a robot, and it's so weird. Um, but did some of the uh, the isolation faults, which were uh, quite fun, because um, like they were expanded on a little bit more. Did it with Steph, which was fun. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of what I've been doing. Uh, other than that, just like a really busy week with like a lot going on. So <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, are you excited for Cyberpunk 2077 in uh, a couple of weeks' time? I am. I am. Like, um, it's. It doesn't feel real yet because, I mean, like, we've had, like, April where we had to wait for, and it was like. Did they put someone in September or did they already say November? I think no, they said no, September, no, 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 then no, November, now December. So yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, it will come when it comes. So, but I would like to see it. In December, then again, December is like that's like two weeks away, something like it's two weeks away, and I cannot believe it because like December is so close and it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like in like a month's time we're gonna have we're gonna be past the holidays already or like on the last day of the holidays. What the frick? <laughs> What's going on? Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the holidays, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family and the cats, which are more of my family than my parents, clearly. <laughs> um, and uh, playing large amounts of video games. Oh man, oh man. And then and you and uh, you and NASA's cats can like um, do a little um, Zoom call or Discord call. <laughs> do a little duo stream. Maybe they can raft stream while having like a a cam of you guys. <laughs> the cats play. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, my parents actually have a webcam, and I obviously have a webcam. I'm tempted to set up a webcam, which is just of my cats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to like to to be honest, like there there is one thing where I'm like, um, remember that one streamer that that like had like a um a rig set up that he looked like a dog. We do not speak of that. Yes. Yeah, but I mean like. What I think he should have done, 
what would have been a master plan, like he like like he also used one of those dog cams or like they the webcam on the dogs. Like he should have like actually used this thing where like he was like the dog and then just had like some sort of random human like just sit and like play with a toy. So instead of like a uh. human playing with a dog cam, it was a dog playing with a human cam. Like that is some some unexplored territory, man. Uh, and if you're on Twitch and you're using this idea, go ahead. You will be getting partner in no time. And uh, please accredit us and remember us. <laughs> a lot. When you make it. So yeah, yesterday on Boss on Nessus stream there was an exchange of cats. Ooh, there were some cat pictures being thrown around. Yeah. So has cool. it like so like how like how how's the progress on the on Rathbun? Like, is it similar to Minecraft? Is it similar to like, 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 what, what, what do we have to no, imagine if we've so, never played it? So, uh, the the big thing about Raft. So in Minecraft, you're given like no real hints as to like go and fight the Ender Dragon or go fight the Wither or anything like that. Yeah. With Raft, the the story's kind of tailored a bit. So your 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 tiny little raft will always collide with an island at mm. first right and then after that uh your raft will um oh god it, it, you sort of like eventually amble around until you come across an island which will have blueprints for building like an antenna and things and then automatically the next destination is locked into your radar so you start heading towards that and mm -hmm. so it does actually give you a proper chain of like go here 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 and it's actually been really good fun because it's like you know when you go play minecraft you enter a, like this huge expansive dungeon or mm. like this this chasm of mine shafts and things like it's like that but it's properly scripted so you always get to that point and we got to this one point where we ended up on an island with a bear. Nazareth, oh, actually, it's like several bears. Nazareth died a few times. And we're like, you know what? We need more supplies. So we went off, got more supplies, and then came back. And like, oh, I like, I'm absolutely like infatuated, right? That's a really good word for it. We're absolutely infatuated with our raft because we've got these engines now we built the the raft to be like an arrowhead Ooh. yeah and so there's there's nets on both sides of the arrowhead and trying to get this thing to go in a diagonal was really really difficult until some bright spark decided to put engines in 90 degrees from each other so we've got <laughs> two engines going that way and two engines going that way and it's pushing us that way it's just like yes hell yeah so it's really hard to steer though because the, the 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 rudder is pointing that way, and I'm like, yeah, but we want to go that way, spread that <laughs> way. Like, so I have to like carefully like navigate. It's good fun. It's it's been a lot of fun watching uh, watching the stream. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's get into the topics. There um there weren't really many uh, many comments from uh, from last week. Last week we also had Koan, so uh, people were quite shocked. Like like what are they gonna do? You're not there. What are they gonna, yeah. what, what are we gonna talk about? You know. Um, so yeah, let's get into the first topic, which is a really interesting one. YouTube to start putting ads on all videos without paying creators. So um, in YouTube's latest update on November 18th, 2020, YouTube introduced something new, which is quite upsetting to a lot of creators. 
Um, they said uh, they said in like their new uh, their new update. I think terms of service. That's why they put it in. Is ads can now appear on videos from channels not in the YouTube Partner Program, and will begin and we will begin gradually placing ads on brand saved videos. This will mean that unlike before, when only videos monetized by creators would display ads, YouTube will now show ads ahead of a video, regardless of whether its creator is a YouTube Partner or not. Now, don't celebrate if you're not a YouTube Partner like me. Um, that like, oh, the ads are coming back just like before. No, well, like they are coming back, but this doesn't mean though that like people that aren't in the YouTube Partner program are being paid. Um, basically, anyone that has their channel has had their channel like demonetized or has lowered them uh, a thousand subscribers that isn't in there um, will still get uh, ads, but all the revenue will go to YouTube instead of you. Um, at the same time, this means that creators may no longer be able to run their channels at free like people like Jim Sterling do. Um, and the people that aren't in the part of the program also have control over ads in the sense of no skip, like they can't choose whether they want to have skippable ads, non-skippable ads, whether they want to have mid-roll ads, whether they want to have certain types of ads on their channel controls, which are available to YouTube partners, but will not be to people that aren't in there. So basically it's YouTube putting ads wherever they want, however they want on people's channels without them paying them. So that's been quite an interesting thing. I don't know. Have you, have you heard anything about that before, Drew, or is this the first time? you hearing about this no i i have heard about this um i've not really engaged with it because mm. well it's, it's just not something that i've been so i'm trying to think of the right wording i i don't massively feel negative or positive towards this right because i make so little in terms of ad revenue from youtube i i feel very yeah sure whatever don't care right mm -hmm. um and i think that is from the perspective of i actually have a full-time job so youtube is not my main source of income i i kind of get the fact that they're a company and they need to make ends meet they need to be able to pay for the lights to be left on and things like that Mm -hmm. so i can appreciate to some degree them turning on monetization right i wish the sodding uh targeted advertisements weren't such a pile of jank right mm -hmm. um but there, there are i i don't know if anyone listening in chat could confirm or not um and michelle like take note of the time and feel free to cut this out or something. But um, I, I honestly don't know whether or not you can still block adverts on YouTube because I pay for YouTube premium and I know not everyone can. I don't know if people are able to just say, nope, no more ads. Well, you can. And like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, to talk about that. And like, I'll probably be making a video about it if like this goes through. Um, because the, like, I'm not happy about this at all. Um, like there are two reasons. One of course is like the reason where I'm like, I've been working for five years on creating videos. Um, I'm, you know, it's, it's the way that it is that they don't want to pay me. Like, that's fine. Like that's not their, uh, it, it, it's not, it's, it's not their priority or their, or their task to like put ads on my videos so that I can get paid from them. Uh, but I do think it's kind of weird that like. I can work for five years, put hundreds of hours of content out there on YouTube, and then they get money, but I don't. Like, that's really weird. But more importantly is that 
I really dislike unskippable ads. I really dislike mid roll ads. I really, really hate them. I like like put them at the front, put them at the back. But if there's anything in the middle, fuck that. Like that really puts me off of a video. And I can't imagine what they might do to all our framecasts out there. Like we have 63 framecasts out there, over like over 110 hours of content right now. Like, can you imagine if YouTube just comes along and just like throws like 20 mid roll ads in there because just they can? And it's like like. To them, like, it doesn't mean anything because, again, they don't give a shit about my channel because it's, like, it's less than a 1,000 subscribers, so why, so why do they care? But I can very well imagine because I do that the same thing. If there's mid-roll ads, I will tune off the video, especially podcasts. I just want to be able to listen to podcasts. I don't want to, like, have ads every five minutes. Like, if I were to be able to control my ads, I would never have any mid-roll ads in my podcast. But now, if YouTube comes along and does that, like, not only will it, like, turn people off, but at the same time, like, it won't even get me any money. So like, why the hell? Like, 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 this is just hurting me for no reason. So like, I will definitely like, if people start noticing ads on the uh, on the podcast, like, I'll definitely recommend go use AppLock, go install it, just block block ads on my channel right now because I'm not making anything of it. So like, go go for it, because I rather have that you block ads and watch the podcast and listen to it than that you're like, oh fuck this, like, oh my god, there's an ad again. Uh, I'm just gonna tune out because like, I, like seriously, it doesn't help me anything that there's ads. It's like I really dislike that. So to to play devil's advocate, um, it costs you shit tons of time to put these videos together, mm. right? Um, if you could pick a number off the top of your head, uh, how long does it take you to to make, um, on average, any one of your videos, and how long is that video? Okay, so actually, like, let's go with a video which I'm probably in like ninety percent sure releasing tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's a new video. So like, I, like I'm, I'm working on a new video. It will probably be between like fifteen and twenty minutes long. Um, I'm not entirely sure because like I'm halfway through with editing it. So I've scripted that, which took me like a day and a half to script because it was like a new thing. Um, yeah. Then it took me like two days, two or maybe three days to record because like it was a new thing where I had to like, I'm working with an overhead, which didn't quite work out. So I spent an entire day recording them. I like, wasn't happy with it. So I had to like buy new shit to like make it work. Um, and then also like I had some troubles with like shooting. I had like, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm using like two hour long footage to like cramp it down to like 15 minutes. So it's like, it's three, three to five days of like working on a video. Now, that's not for every single video. Like, this podcast is only, like, two hours of work sort of thing, or, like, three, four, maybe, like, three, well, let's say four hours, maybe, uh, where, like, two hours is recording, and maybe one hour in advance for, like, looking for the topics, and one hour after, which is, like, uh, making sure that I download it, put on put on a thumbnail, put in everything in the description. Yeah. It's not hard work, because I can do things in the background, but it's, like, yeah, let's say, like, anything between, like, two times the time of the video to, like, ten times the time of the video like yeah. there's there is definitely like a, a couple of hours worth uh, of work in like every single video that's out there um so so to me like the really interesting uh element to all of this is how do i best um even though it's taken you this long to put the the video together and everything the the sheer volume of money oh there's my webcam controls sorry uh, mm -hmm. the sheer volume of money it costs to host the videos is actually quite surprising mm -hmm. right um and i can easily see uh that all of youtube servers probably cost them in the region of a hundred thousand a month 
mm. maybe more you know which is a hell of a lot of money don't get me wrong so i can see that they need to recoup their costs when you've got people like yourself that are making content that is effectively free advertising for youtube because hey look if you want to see this episode of the framecast which for after the fact you need to go see it on youtube i totally get where you're coming from so why should your hard work and effort basically give them free right to you know just slap a bill on it i slap a a charge on it sort of thing it it sucks it blows um what would you want so like i can fair i can appreciate that like running youtube costs a lot of money like basically like mm -hmm. it is a charity sort of organization where like the amount of like money that it costs to like host this thing to allow people to like upload so much so much content to youtube which will just stay on there like it's pretty crazy um, but the thing which I don't understand is then, like, why don't we just go back to, like, the moment where it's like, I mean, like, I've had times when I started with YouTube, you could make money from advertisements. I could turn on monetization and I could run it. And it's like, what you're saying is, like, you have a 13,000 subscriber channel. So it's like 14, 14,000. And, like, you're saying that the money that I'm making from YouTube advertisement is not that big that this is something where like I worry about too much or it's like yeah like it's a fun site but like I'm I have my main job and I'm glad I have my main job because like what do I get from it so it's like if that's the case then like why don't you just like enable it for like like if you want to enable ads on people's channels why don't you just enable it and like give them a share of the revenue just like look at twitch where like if you have free people watching you it's like you can get ads like you can pay five bucks and you can get ads for from which you get paid it's not a lot it's like a couple of cents and like if they pay out i think their payout is like at least a hundred dollars or something like that's gonna take you ages to build up but at least it feels like hey you know i get a couple of cents like at least it feels like hey there's ads on my channel and i'm getting something from them where like right now like you don't even get anything from it and what's more important is like I really dislike mineral ads, and I really don't want to see mineral ads on the, on the podcast. I really, really don't. I really don't want to see mineral ads in any of my videos. Uh, and the fact, like, um, I don't have control on that. It's, it's so weird. I really don't get it. Why, like, yeah, like that just fucks me so, the wrong way. So I I could take mid. I think I I could be wrong on this. I could deal with mid roll ads if they were. Um, God, um, spaced nicely, like they were 30 minutes apart, right? I think I could just about tolerate them, right? Uh, unskippable ads, it depends on whether or not I have any form of interest in the ad. So if it's like Grammarly, hell, you've seen what happened. I rage yeah. quit and bloody bought um, YouTube Premium. Mm -hmm. um, if it's... Sorry, my brain's just frozen. Uh, Mid-roll, unskippable. My my big fear is that this could have a... This could create another adpocalypse, right? Because the reason why they upped the threshold of, oh, in order to get monetization, you have to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000... Watch hours watch hours the whole reason why they did that was because of the blowback from uh channels that had uh hate speech and 
uh, all sorts of nasty stuff that you know the the adverts for companies like coca-cola or whomever were appearing on the yeah they were they were appearing of, alongside yeah. it or, or or in front of it that's why yeah. and, and and we had the logan paul situation around that as well yeah so i'm i'm like guys is this not going to blow up in your face are you, are you doing this is this not giving you the exact same opportunity for it to blow up in your face and like i don't know like well like one thing that also like bigger youtubers are worrying about is that like um the the amount of money that any youtuber makes can go down because basically like right now like how many channels are there below a thousand subscribers and how many channels are above it like i think there the, the like the numbers of that might be below it might be equal or maybe far more if you look at like distribution graphs it might be far more even than like channels above a thousand so if that all enables like ads right now then youtube has so much more place where they can place ads and if they place ads on them like they don't have to share the revenue so where would you place your best ads would you place it on like a video where like you gotta do a 50 50 share or maybe like a 70 30 depending on like what the contracts are or would you place them on like a hundred percent for you so it might just be that like the ad space is just going to go over to like mainly the channels that like no one makes money of. But like the thing which I don't understand um, is like one thing that you're saying, yeah, like like they're probably going to get the same criticism. But like look at Twitch, for example, like Twitch is not Twitch is not great. OK, we've, we've talked about like how Twitch can be pretty bad. But the thing that Twitch does, it's like, OK, if you have 50 people that follow you, which like you can get a couple of your friends to do, like you can stream for like a, a month. Or... <laughs> I know, but like just like stream for a bit, like, like it, it is doable. It is doable to like get to affiliate or like buy your way in with like Moscat for five bucks, like bada bing bada boom, you got affiliate. Like the thing that, that, that you find with Twitch, that Twitch also was fine, is that like the moment that like people start, people are able to like get affiliate, they can get like paid for ads, which is like almost nothing. So they barely have to pay that out because like that only takes up to like a hundred. So that takes an entire like two years to fill up. But they also get bits and subscriptions. And what do you find? Like I have not found any channel or like I've, I've been tough to find, like, any channel which I follow. And, like, I follow also a lot of, like, smaller streamers uh, who, like, don't have any subscribers. Like, most of the time, like, if there's someone that, like, just made affiliate, there's probably, like, one, like, very loyal viewer or, like, one good friend that will just, like, subscribe once in a while. Yeah. Or every month. Like, most of the time, channels do have, like, one subscriber at least. Uh, and, like, I don't think I've ever gone a month without, like, a subscriber thanks to, like, a couple of people that have been, like, very loyal to the channel. But, like, because of that, basically, Twitch has, from, like, this one channel a guaranteed income of at least $2.50. And it's like, what do you pay for, 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 for YouTube Premium right now? Uh, I play £12. £12, like, a month. Yeah. So it's like, can you imagine that, like, because YouTube also has this thing where you can become a member of a channel. YouTube also has this thing of, like, um, uh, text donation sort of thing, like, like, super chats and sort of thing. Like, can you imagine if you just enable that for a channel and, let's say, one person per channel subscribes for that? It's like two dollars and fifty like per month for like every single like channel that you enable that for like that's so much, and it's like that can even increase because like YouTube tends to like have a better reachability. YouTube tends to have better algorithms for like discoverability and like super chats and shit. Like if that can take off, like the idea of super chats where like you can put money in, like it shows it shows up. It doesn't even like display as a donation on Twitch, but it just shows up in there and like the the, the streamer can read out. It's like a great idea, but like they don't enable it for anyone that's below a thousand subscribers. It's like why? Why do you not take the Twitch route if you are in that desperate need of money that you need the money from, like, all the people that are below a 1,000 subscribers? Why don't you just do, like, okay, hey, you know, you can now because, like, and, like, you know, we'll we'll do, like, the same split sort of thing. Like, look at Twitch. It's been working for Twitch. Like, I don't get that. I don't get why they, why they don't do that. 
I I don't know. I I really really don't know. Um, there could be a multitude of different reasons. I I think this has the so I I I really hate the subscription model on Twitch. I I hate it with a passion. The fact that like you have to subscribe to or or it's incentivized that you subscribe to multiple um streamers at once it's like what the fuck you know we're, we're talking about me spending 12 pounds a month on youtube but like you know i three uh, twi- no, 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 two and a bit Twitch streamers, and you know I've I've hit the same number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 really difficult. No, like I mean, like I on the one hand I agree, like I I do think that whenever you subscribe to people on Twitch, um, like you should you should be well aware of your financial situation, you should, and this should be something that you can do. Um, that's also why like I. I don't do hype trains or something sort of thing. Like if you have never been on Twitch, a hype train is a is a situation where like if someone subscribes and someone does it right after and then someone donates bits, then like something happens and you can like level up the hype train. And I find it like the weirdest shit because it's just like it incentivizes people like, oh my god, let's get excited because one person that's money, streaming yeah. is getting money and you're giving money to that person. Like it's so weird. It's like I never really got that. And I like I don't want to like cultivate that because it's like it's such a like, oh give me money, because then then like you'll feel great that I got more money. Like that is weird. I don't, I don't subscribe to that idea. And also, don't also I subscribe to the idea of like seeing one person for the first time on Twitch. Be like, hey, what's up, dude? Please give me money. I don't like that. On the other hand, no. I do think that when it comes to like being able to support creators, it is one of the better ways for Twitch sort of thing. Like if you're on YouTube and you want to support, like, like if you're watching a creator, like it's less incentivized to like support them or like they get like pimp out merch a lot of the times or pimp out Patreons. And then you got to like go offside and click on that. So like it's less integrated. And when it comes to, like, for creators to make money, it is, like, the best way for Twitch. Like, for Twitch, like, you'll you'll be the quickest to, to, to money, to, like, actually having physically money because, like, it is it is baked into, like, the server sort of thing. Like, there is a way to, like, directly throw bits at people. There's a way to directly, like, subscribe to people. Um, and I do like that because, like, what if I'm on YouTube and I like, want to support someone? Like, I'm just going to watch ads all the time. Like, that, like that's not really going to support them. And if I do want to go, like, they have this membership function. But, again, only 4000 up. So I I do like a part of it where it's like, hey, you know, um, if you want to support the stream or if you want to support a creator, it's like the function is right there. But it is it, it definitely depends on like the way that people approach it. And like I really try to keep it like, yo, know, if you want to go for it. But like I don't want to throw way too many benefits or anything at, at it because it's like like it, it's not a measure of support sort of thing. On the one hand, it is. But on the other hand, it's like. Does the person that has the money to like spend uh, uh, on you like like you more than the person that really watches every single fucking stream and like can't spend a dime because they're they're broke? It's like yeah, like I mean, <laughs> like some people like use it as like a measuring stick, and I don't like that. And again, like I also feel I, that like yeah, go ahead. I feel the biggest problem here is the fact that um, the, this this is this is something that YouTube and Twitch are really bad for, right? As as platforms, right? 
Um, there is no easy way to find someone that is to give someone a chance to be up and coming, mm -hmm. right? There is, there's no room for growth on any of these platforms. If you've grown, if you're, if you've pushed against the odds, you're there, big bada boom, we now like you, right? It's like, you know, these platforms incentivize, we only like the popular kid, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we put the popular kid on a pedestal and like, but what if I want to be the popular kid? No, 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 no. We only put the popular kid on a pedestal. Yeah, but how can I be popular if I'm not on the pedestal? No, 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 no. We only put the popular kid on. And like it, the, the system is logically flawed, right? So one of the, the things, one of the projects I worked on um, for my job, I have to be kind of vague, Yeah. Um, is simple example, right? Uh, Imagine a car dealership, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, right, we want a search filter option, right? So a sort by option, which shows the most popular car first, mm -hmm. right? What's the problem with that? Then what will be the most popular car at the start when you, when you create that will always remain to be the most popular car because... People click on the first thing they find, or maybe the second thing they find. That's literally it. That's the problem, right? The people will click on the first thing they find. And so conceptually, it's flawed. If you had a popular, sort by popular as a option that is in the sort by, but it's not the default, mm. right? Awesome. If you had a recommended, Right, and the recommended could be on a um, a special thing, like you know, ah, oh, there's the cars that have been clicked on and things like that. But then there's also a sale factor, an external influence to popularity things. But it's still got a problem. The fact that whatever's you know popular first will always be popular, right? Mm -hmm. I you know, and you know, ah, oh, why aren't these other cars selling? Mm -hmm. well, it's because no one clicks on them. So, but why aren't they clicking on them? Because of this stupid popularity thing. Mm -hmm. I said it before. I'm saying it again. It's a dumb feature. And I, I, the the recommended of YouTube, the recommended um, tab on YouTube sucks. Fucking balls, right? It is the worst possible feature of YouTube. I goddamn hate it. Oh, uh, uh, so is it worse than trending? Yes. Yes, it is genuinely worse than trending, right? Because trending, I can go to trending and go, right, what's, um, let's look at gaming, trending on gaming. Oh, look. Uh, Mr. Beast is playing uh, Among Us, right? You know, these are actual video games, right? Oh, cool, right. If I go to trending on films, oh, look, there's a trailer for the new Tom and Jerry's film, trailer for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion, cool, whatever, right? If I look at um, the, the the home page, the recommended, right, I've, I've got really weird, sh like, what the fuck is this? 
Oh, one division. It's it's a cutscene from Captain America: Civil War, right? Like the amount of pirated stuff on YouTube is astronomical, and the amount that it bloody puts in front of you is just how are you not getting that this is pirated? Well, I mean, like, I'd like this. This is where, like, I'd like to introduce my new channel strategy for uh, getting to a thousand subscribers so I can get monetization. From now on, we will only stream twenty four seven. Family Guy uh, live stream <laughs> all episodes. Uh, that yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll expect this the channel to hit a million subscribers by next week. Um, but yeah, no, like that is like it is weird what they put in and recommend it. Like I I find trending like also quite obnoxious with like how like half of it is sold out to like mainstream media that like try yeah. to keep up it's like i fucking hate that so like i never look at recommend it. i never look at trending um i'll just look at my sub subscription feed and that's what it is um but it is it is like a uh make it or break it thing where it's like you really like if you get there you get there if you don't get there you don't get there uh there is like i mean there's many many industries like also within like uh, athletics and stuff like there, there, there is like this kind of thing where it's like hey like you can be like if you're second best sort of thing like you can you can put in like a lot of time and a lot of hard work but if you don't make if you, if you don't make it like you don't get you don't get anything and if you make it you get everything um there is yeah. definitely a part of that in uh, in youtube and twitch um the hard part what I, which i think is uh or like the we the interesting part that i think is if it, when it comes to sports when it comes to athletics like again um there always plays a part where like you like you you don't have to be the best to win so like i have had like especially when it came to swimming like there have been so many people that like were so much better than me and they just all quit way before i did uh so like like again like not always the best will win uh but you find out with youtube and twitch a lot more where it's like um it doesn't matter like how much you up your quality sort of thing if you don't have a way of like getting new viewers in like you can have the best looking videos and you're not going to experience like the grow like you're not going to like see that result come back um as compared to like someone that's like got a lot more cloud sort of thing that's just putting out like barely barely ever any barely any effort videos and that's not like calling someone out but it's just like that is kind of the way it's set up and yeah no i i completely agree like the the, the shocking thing to me mm -hmm. for for youtube is that it doesn't go ah look you know we we can see that um xeno likes game grumps he likes uh, markiplier and he likes binging with babish there's a 76 percent chance that from looking at these three channels alone he will like best ever food review show mm. right there's there's none of this right it is just oh we know you've seen this right we know you've you've watched the game grumps. I know I fucking watch the game grumps. I'm subscribed to them. They're in my fucking subscription feed. If you want people to grow, which evidently they do not, right? You've got to be able to give the wild card factor. I've got a fucking Boris Johnson, like literally, right? Uh, I don't know what it's like for you, but on the UK YouTube. I've got two rows of recommended things, and then I've got an entire row of fucking Boris Johnson's face because of COVID. Oh my right? god! It has been there since fucking March. That is crazy. I mean, like, like I, like I'm, like I, I'm not signed in on like 
YouTube on my computer because every single time I get out of my browser, it like clears everything. So most of the time on YouTube without like being signed in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like how accurate it would be. So like I don't have that much experience with it. Um, but yeah, like I, it's like this, this has been a situation for like a long time. Um, is there a way to change it? Like I, I think something which is interesting is when it comes around to like, I mean, look, look at Among Us, for example, like that has been like a big boost to many creators. Um, look at, for example, like 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 I found a couple of people like Corpse um, and Five Up, for example, which are like I don't know like what Corpse did before and how big he was. I think he had like around a million subscribers and he just blew up to like three million, four million maybe right now. Um, yeah, because he just was playing with like um, with like a bunch of big people and like all of a sudden like like I mean like he's he's got that beautiful voice and um his gameplay is pretty smart and like five up yeah. i don't know like where necessarily he came from i think his channel is rather new and he's just broke past like 500k and he's still growing i think um so it's like there is still like this this possibility for like meteor for for like for like rice but like it's got to be like you got to be in the perfect circumstance so basically like your yeah. strategy for growing on youtube as far as i see it and like again like how right am i because like if i knew i would have gamed the system by now um it's just I, like honest honestly i i would seriously love it if there was a platform for either content creators or um viewers to say if you like such and such you'll probably like uh, this one over here but nothing like that exists i'm actually like like i'm i'm, I'm actually like working on something for creators um like it's it's very very early on so i'm not going to talk about it on the, on the on the podcast yet and like i don't want to get in trouble with anyone uh when i when i talk about it um but the idea kind of is like something which i always wanted to wanted to have like one of my dreams sort of thing uh was if i would grow big then i would like to create a way in which people can have at least an entryway and then like it would be up to their own devices sort of thing uh because like one thing which like uh, bothers me quite a bit or is that like I've been in this like YouTube space for like five years by now. I started in 2015. Now, of course, like my first year, I wasn't really all that focused. So let's say like three years I've been doing this like somewhat focusedly. Um, but the thing is like the, the thing that I find quite annoying uh, is that if you take a look at um, if you take a look at why I did so well in Warframe was because I got an in in Warframe with like the Warframe fan channel program, and then I got to meet mm-hmm. like you and Hydroxide and. Like all the all the all the Warframe creators that I met at the time, and because of that, I was able, I was able to do like a bunch of things within Warframe. Like I I got to know a lot of people, and like a lot of people got to know me for that community. Um, and I know that a bunch of like my people have found me through like Mogamu or Defton or you or Joey or Xandi. Um, and that's been like very very helpful. And I think like if you look at Among Us, that's the same way that that went. Uh, and the only way that I was able to do it was because there was a path when I started with Warframe content, there was a path of like, hey, if you want to become a Warframe creator, you can do so. And it wasn't really that it gave you anything much, but it gave you an in to like have you do the effort if you wanted to reach out to a bunch of people. And it gave you an yeah. in for like, hey, here you can go right now. For example, like um, I have no idea. Like, um, I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but like I feel like YouTube is like a certain like club where like you have to get in in order to like grow sort of thing so like i uh, like it feels as though like if you reach a number certain amount of subscribers there will be a point in time where like you get access to like the secret messaging app which like all of the youtubers use because like there is no way that you can reach out to anyone um above like 100k or something 
because like they'll all have everything blocked. They will not accept any messages on like uh, Discord or whatever because they always get spammed. However, for some reason, like they will always find a way to like play Among Us together, like play this together, or like set up these collaborations. Um, and that's just not possible if you're like if you're smaller, or at least as far as like I can tell. So like. I think that it would be like amazing if there would be a way where it's like if you have that like in that I have with Warframe, if you had that with like YouTube, where it would be like, hey, you know, if you're serious about this, here is an end that you can get. And if you want to like get in touch with anyone, if you want to like participate in anything, if you want to make use of anything, like it's up to you. You got to put in the effort. But there is a way instead of like just waiting and hoping that the God Almighty algorithm at some point will like come and rescue you. Now, that's always been like my plan. Like, oh, my God, like if I get big, I'll do that. But, like, that's a shit excuse because, like, it's been three years later and, like, you know, I'm uh, I'm still not big. Or at least I don't feel so because uh, some people will look at my channel and, like, I think we've spoken about that before. Uh, where, like, some people look at your channel like, oh, my God, he's got, like, 13K subscribers. <gasps> wow, dude. And you're just like, yeah, man. It's nothing. Hell, yeah. Like, and, I, and like, like, at the same time, like, I look at my channel on Twitch and, like, I do have 2,150-something um, uh, uh, 2, followers on Twitch, which is not, like ninja levels uh but it's also not like two and i'm like i've been thinking to myself like hey you know um should like like have i just been like not living like an excuse sort of thing where it's like oh yeah i'll do it when i get big and maybe there are people that are like looking up to like me right now or like looking up to like streamers of my size right now and like thinking the same thing they're like oh my god they're unreachable or like oh i can't contact them so i'm like what if i like start something like this what if i like execute my idea in small form right now already if i begin that um that at least I can get started, and, like, if the channel grows, I can expand on it, and if it doesn't, then, like, you know, it, like, I've at least done it, and I haven't hide, I didn't be an excuse, and maybe I can help other people grow. Maybe I can help new starting creators grow, and it's, like, yeah. for, like, I think that the best thing, the best thing that could potentially happen, uh, and this is something which, like, I feel like a lot of creators are afraid of, is, like, if they, if they, like, feature someone that they will grow bigger than them, or, like, they'll take over their audience sort of thing. It's, like, I think the best thing that could happen, possibly, with, like, this thing that I'm going to try and do is that someone comes along and they just destroy my channel sort of thing. They just, like, take all... They, they just, like, start out with, like, one viewer. They, like... like And I can help them grow. And they just, like, blow up to, like, millions of viewers sort of thing. Like, that would be, like, the best case scenario. Because first of all, like, someone grew. And who knows? Maybe they'll return the favor. Maybe they don't. But at least, you know, you 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 knew that you were, you, you were able to help them. Um, I I think the problem is that, like, YouTube and Twitch and anything that's a popularity contest, it's a pyramid scheme, right? Mm -hmm. it's, this, this might sound weird, but, you know, you know, oh, it's the top people say, like, you know, oh, I will, I will give you, like, you know, say, say you're, you're top of a Twitch channel, it's like, I will bestow upon you, my 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 team members, all the viewers I have, and like, and then it's like, oh no no no, this person that's literally next to me, I'll give them my team. No no no, send it down. But it's not. It's never a send it down. It's always a push it up, right? Which is the whole principle of a pyramid scheme, right? Mm -hmm. Same goes with um, oh god, YouTube. Right, it, it's it's the popularity thing is a whole pyramid scheme. I think that if there was, I I'd love to be like someone that turns around and creates a movement that just basically says, you know, e not not equal rights, but like equal opportunity for everyone when it comes to the creator stuff. But it's just just nope. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It 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 definitely does. Um, actually, let's let's bring this back because like, yeah. we've been on this for a little. Yeah, while. I mean, like 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 like, we, like I was thinking like we've been on like YouTube and Twitch for a while. Um, like basically like I mean like there's not much way we can do about it. I just think it kind of like it, it kind of sucks that like YouTube does this ad thing without paying anyone. Um, like and it's also gonna be weird. Like, what if they demonetize the channel and then still throw ads on it? And like, what was the point of demonetizing it? You know. Um, yeah. However, like we'll see how it changes, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll but we'll keep you updated on whatever happens. Um, shall we move on to Among Us? <laughs> Next topic. Yep. Yeah. All right. Us. So, Indoslav teases a new map for Among Us. So uh, last week, Among Us created a, a Twitter account, which hopefully we'll be able to like show right now, right here, uh, and they posted up a tweet with a picture of a new map in Among Us. Um, not much is known uh, apart from like you know this this one picture. Uh, however, they will be uh, they will be revealing more details around uh, with the game awards in December tenth, I think. Um, I think that <laughs> will be the same release date as Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Are they mad? Possibly, possibly. Like, what will happen? What, what, like, which category will top Twitch? That could be a good betting thing if you guys want to bet. Like, which which directory will top Twitch? Cyberpunk or Among Us? That might even be close. Um, or, or let's let's not go into gambling. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's let's not let's not. Better no. honor. Oh my god. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, so they they gave the information, but they also released a new update with some notable features that Among Us is planning an account system um, to allow people to be banned. Because right now, like they don't like basically like you can't be banned from lobbies, but you can't be banned from the game if you're like cheating and shit. Um, they're wow. working on like many, many languages, uh, including French, Italian, German, Spanish, Dutch, Russian, Portuguese, Japanese, Korean, and Filipino languages to be uh, to have the game being worldwide. And the mobile version this is actually quite interesting. Um, apparently, the mobile version has has had some problems with like inappropriate ads showing. So if you're playing Among Us on mobile, it's a free to play that you can buy it for free. You can get it for free, and like ads will show like in between like games. And apparently, inappropriate ads have been shown, and people have complained about that. So Inuslav has turned around and said, "All right, well, we're sorry about that, and there are no ads on Among Us." for the rest of 2020. Um, so if you're a free user, like there will, there should be no more ads on Among Us for the rest of the year uh, to make up for like any inappropriate ads that I've shown. Wow. Which I think is a pretty cool move. Like seriously, like for a mobile game developer that like gets a lot of revenue from ads being played, uh, for them to just come up and say like, well, that's it. <laughs> it's like, I think that's pretty cool. I completely agree. I think that is excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have you still been playing like Among Us recently, or has it been like a long time? I've I've had no time. I want to play it, but I've just been trying to get on top of like literally everything, and you know I've got to get to sixty in World of Warcraft, dude. Oh. I, can't, I can't. You know, if if Loz like says to me once get to sixty, I I will be a failure at life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta gotta be on that grind. Down. Honestly, like yeah, like. I'm quite happy that they're releasing a map soon because, like, the game has, of course, like, seen such a, like, big, big increase in attention. Um, however, like, it's been going on for so long. I was not expecting it to go on for this long most of the time. Like, look at Fall Guys. Like, when was the last time you heard someone talk about Fall Guys? Like, that was the... Uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think uh, Among Us has been quite a uh, underdog, you know, situation. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm really happy with how and uh what's called underdog how uh among us has taken over yeah no like like i'm I, i'm really surprised that's been able to stay, stay around for so long especially with like 
no new content sort of thing. So like, I'm happy to yeah. see. Like, I'm freaking curious to see like how the map will go down. Um, and, yeah, like if that comes around with uh, Cyberpunk, god dang, that will be that will be a busy day, busy day. Anyway, that was like the little bit of news of Among Us. Um, then we have the next topic. Um, we're we're flying through them, but we should, <laughs> given our time. Um, Nintendo. Nintendo is doing great Nintendo things, like shutting down an online Super Smash Melee tournament. Oh boy, don't you love it? Don't you love those pesky little fans of yours, like, doing tournaments of your game? <clears throat> Damn it. So last week, Nintendo shut down the Super Smash Melee tournament. This tournament, hosted by The Big House, um, is I think is like a yearly tournament sort of thing, where, like, uh, people uh, compete in, like, competitive Super Smash Melee, which is, like, the GameCube uh, Super Smash Bros. game. Um yeah. This tournament was forced to be held online because of like I mean Corona. Uh, we're all uh, we're all like uh, part of it. <laughs> we all know about it. Uh, however, in order to do this online, in order to play this GameCube game online, uh, the tournament had to use emulators and a mod to allow the game to be played online via like via people at home and using emulators. However, Nintendo sent instead of like support or sponsorships, they sent a cease and desist because that's sort of the same uh, to shut down their fan tournament. They claimed that they appreciated the love and dedication to their game, which I highly doubt. Uh, Nintendo claimed that the big house would have required to use illegally uh, illegally copied versions of the Super Smash Bros. games, um, and that's why they had to shut it down, especially the mod, like, which, like would require emulators, and emulators are illegal. Um, after this announcement, uh, the hashtag free melee went trending on Twitter with people trying to stop Nintendo from actively canceling their fans' tournament. I don't think it's been turned that- though. That's really surprising. Um, so my understanding was that emulators weren't illegal. It's the active participation of playing emulated games is illegal. It's like, um, I mean, it might be different depending on the country, but in the UK, it's not illegal to own a bong, but it is illegal to use one, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of like a weird fine line. Now I thought it was perfectly legal for you to play uh, an emulated game as long as you owned a physical copy of the game, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of games these days, especially older ones, they will not work on uh, newer pieces of hardware. Like I couldn't get the original Crisis to work on my, my Windows 10 machine. Apparently, you can do it, right? Because um, in the Xeno Codex that I mentioned earlier, one of the the guys got some footage of it. But um, God, where was I with this? But I couldn't get it to work. Now I thought I was going to have to emulate it. There are some games like um, the Blood Omen Legacy of Cain. Um, it's a Windows ninety five game, mm-hmm. right? For Pete's sake. You, you can't get it to work on um, uh, Windows 10 in any capacity. So you have to run an emulator. Same with um, older, uh, like just other DOS games, right? Like um, Dungeon Keeper 1 or... Oh God, what's the other one? Theme Hospital or stuff like that. You know, in order to get them to work, you need to run them on an emulator because they need to run on... You know, but the GameCube, I don't think, works on the internet so i'm i'm you know i it's kind of shitty of um nintendo it is i mean like like i can like i'm like i can understand that when it's like a game that you're actively selling and people are like using emulators to run a tournament like 100 percent, man like 
cease and desist that kind of because like if if you're actively selling a game it's like you're selling an online game and someone's like ripping it off and then like using a tournament to host it with like illegal copies like yeah dude for sure but like where is nintendo selling new copies of super smash bros melee please show me the store where they're actively selling new copies of super smash bros melee and at the same time show me the place where i can play that that disc on a gamecube and play it in an online tournament like it's literally like it's it's impossible like they're not selling it anymore it's not for online and it's like like a lot of people also showed pictures of them like holding the game in their hands showing that like they actually own the thing like I, like pretty much everyone is like competing in that tournament like i like i'm not quite like again like i'm not 100 percent sure of it but i feel like rather certain that people that will be competing in a competitive tournament of melee will actually own the game because they have to play it a lot if they want to be good in a competitive tournament so they will own maybe multiple copies even of it um so it's like it's so weird that like Especially when it's such an old game like this, that they're so stingy about, oh my god, now this this tournament, which every year uses just like this tournament with like the actual games, but now they have to go online. Well, let's just fuck with them. It's so it, like I I just don't get it. I really don't get it. It's like especially because this tournament um, could definitely like be a thing where like people look at Super Smash, for example, Super Smash Melee. They're like, oh hell yeah, that looks really cool. Uh, because, like, let's say it's on the front page of Twitch. People people that might not know about Super Smash, like, I don't know how many there are, but there might still be people that don't know about Super Smash. They're just, like, on the front page of Twitch. They see this thing pop up. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, I quite like this game. What's, like, the current version I can buy? Oh, there's on the Switch. Oh, I got a Switch. Or maybe I don't even have a Switch. Let me buy a Switch and buy this game because it looks so much fun. It's like, well, no. Like, you don't want to have that free advertisement because it's, like, emulated games that you don't even sell anymore and you haven't sold for, like, more than a decade. It's so weird. I really, really don't get it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, don't get me wrong. I mean, the uh, this will popularize um, emulation of video games and things like that. So I, I get like, oh, don't popularize piracy. Fair enough. But yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean like, again, like it, it depends on like when... When are when are we talking about piracy and when we're we talking about like um, preservation of games and being able to play the games you have on like modern equipment? Because let's say for example, oh fuck yeah! Like the thing that I find is like yeah, like if there's a game that's currently like you can currently buy from, like okay, so actually like let's let's change it up to games hardware for example. So I personally find that whenever like there's a console out right now and i have that console like i want to buy the official gear for that console like the official controller like i don't like yeah. having these third party ones or like these knockoffs like that look exactly the same but aren't the thing because like it doesn't feel right however recently i've bought like a uh like we've bought like a uh a third party uh nintendo wii remote because like the wii remotes that we have were like broken and like you can't buy the official ones anymore. Like, you may be able to buy them secondhand for, like, insane prices because they're, like, unopened boxes. But if you want to have a new one, Nintendo doesn't make them anymore. So the only way to get them is to go for a party. And I, I don't have a problem with that yeah. once they don't sell it anymore because, like, then it's like, well, that's the only option I have. And that's the same thing I find with games. It's, like, the moment that, like, a game's actively being sold, like, let's say Cyberpunk comes out, like, in a month's time or, like, in two weeks' time on December 10th, like, and then if you go and, like, download it like buy a uh buy a illegally ripped game of it it's like yeah dude like that is that is like no no please don't like please support the, the developers but let's say for example that like in 50 or 80 years time like that just doesn't exist anymore they don't sell it anymore and like you want to have a copy of it like you want to play this but it's barely and like you can't find it anywhere you can't buy it from developers you can't buy it from like the studio that publishes you can't buy it from anyone it's like 
at that point, I'd rather have them no, be emulators. I, I totally get where you're coming from because, again, like the whole Blood Omen story. Um, I love Blood Omen. It's one of the the first action RPGs that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it way before I should have because it's like it's got very like um, it, it's like clearly a 15 kind of thing because you know you, you, you're killing people and drinking their blood and shit oh. and like, you know, anyway so it like I'm totally in favor for like maybe maybe if it was just a case of like these companies like um, Sony or a Nintendo or whomever right they sold a disk drive that could go into a computer and it would emulate the game. And then you could have the legal version of the game and still play it because you're playing it on an emulator on your PC, right? Like, I, I'd be 100% on board for that. Well, like... like even even if that... it was, like, uh, for a Sega Mega Drive and shit like that. But, you know, the, the hardware fails, right? Yeah, yeah but, I, also, I but also the disc will fail. Like, let's say they don't print discs anymore. Like, like how many, how many like original like Atari cartridges or NES cartridges are still remaining, and how many like are gonna like fail over the next coming year, sort of thing. Like, if no new ones get made, like you can run a disc and like it will break and you can't buy it anymore. You're not wrong. You're to- you're totally not wrong. Um, I mean, I I always admire uh, Aaron uh, Ego Raptors collection. Um, on the game grumps like his his collection is like fuck <laughs> like it's it's hella impressive um but um fuck what what can i say i mean it's it, it it's a weird territory because like it's it's like looking at like the line of like okay so um it's that intellectual property. So like, like you own something, you sell something, you put work in it, and then like, like you know, like you don't want people to rip it off. But at the same time, like the moment that it stops being sold and it stops being made, then like, what do you do with it? It's like the same with like dead franchises, for example. It's like, what's gonna happen with it? Like, what what do you do with it? Um, you reboot it and you destroy the original as hard as you physically can. Uh, um, you can, <laughs> yeah, you can. But it's the- it's weird because like, yeah, like. Super Smash Melee is still a Nintendo game, but they don't sell it anymore. So it's like, what now? Like, the Nintendo GameCube is still a Nintendo console, but they don't sell it anymore. So what now? And it's like, it's so weird because, you know, you have this thing where they don't care about it anymore to sell it. They don't care about it anymore to, like, take care of it. But at the same time, they care enough to, like, say, oh, no one else gets to have this either. I'm wondering if this is also part of the whole... Um, oh, what's the name of the damn thing, Michelle? Uh, the, the whole you have to protect yeah. what's yours. The foot you glitch know. thing, where yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, if if you don't take them to court, then it can be used against you, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm wondering if it's anything to do with that. I mean, the judi- the judicial system is really fucking corrupt, you know, but. Anyway, should we uh, anyway. should we move on? Let's move on to Cyberpunk. And let's actually move on to your Cyberpunk topic because we've talked a lot about uh, YouTube and stuff. So let's just talk, like, let's just go with Cyberpunk retail copies. Being linked, let's take to the topic. Okay, so Cyberpunk retail copies have been stolen and gameplay has been leaked. 
Ooh. Which is potentially why we've got so few viewers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> when you put Cyberpunk guests leaked uh, in the title. But anyway, uh, I'll never tell. Oh, no, it's because probably we're streaming on a Thursday, but ignoring that. It's probably on November on Thursday. <laughs> Because yeah. like, because like, what wouldn't you want to see Cyberpunk before it's out? No, I'd rather experience it for myself. Me too, actually. actually. While, while we were talking, and I was ranting about the whole YouTube uh, homepage recommendations bullshit, um, I ended up scrolling down, and I saw like um, a playthrough of Cyberpunk. And I do not recommend channel ever again. Um, <laughs> right, so so. On November 22nd, a Reddit thread was posted titled, We're Almost There, Boys. I actually had the game in my hands and showed a photo of the physical copy of the game stacked on uh, multiple other copies. There is no sign of this being a fake, and the, uh, the thread links to multiple shots of the game with the back of the box and a crate of other copies. Right? Shortly after this, on the same day, another thread by a different user appeared titled Cyberpunk PS5 Gameplay Leaked. Spoilers, obviously. Ooh. Right? And contained a video and mirror of that video. Wait, contained a video and a mirror of that video while the video was quickly removed by Reddit after uh, a copyright claim and both videos are now marked private on YouTube, the content was copied and is out on the internet if you take uh, the time to find it. Uh, sorry, right. While many are currently uh, taking this as a sign that Cyberpunk's multiple times delayed release will actually be the current um, date of December 10th with no more delays, there is, in fact, uh, there is the fact that this is the second big name game in as many years to have the physical copies stolen before the release date. Mm -hmm. For reference, the previous big name game to have this happen was Kingdom Hearts 3, which had physical copies stolen and sold on eBay, with many people recording and leaking highly anticipated spoilers weeks ahead of the official release. It's important to note that the Square um, that Square Enix had a plan in case this happened, where the epilogue of the game and the secret ending was actually given out as a patch after the official release date and were not available on the base game disc, meaning that the players who had illegal copies actually missed out on those until they started the um, the new game saves. That's hilarious. That's actually pretty mm -hmm. damn funny, right? We will see going forward if Cyberpunk, sorry, if CD Projekt Red have taken the lesson on and have similar secrets hidden from thieves. One thing we do know related to the idea of patch content is that the delay to December 10th was because CD Projekt Red is working on a day zero pack. This is to fix the issues that have co uh, come to light that they were unable to fix uh, for the early release date, earlier release date. So any physical copy on the market right now will have those bugs and glitches still present. 
and players who have illegally obtained them will not have the better quality uh, of product that the people waiting for the release will have. From the leaked cyberpunk content, players have learned a few things that are not spoilers, such as the game appears to be split across two discs. The physical copy comes with some bonus um, bonuses, such as stickers, postcards, and a physical game map, and the game size appears to be around 70 gig. Mm. As of right now, there has been no official word on the illegal copies of CD uh, from CD Projekt Red. So we can um, only be careful online if we want to avoid major spoilers from the game before we get to play it ourselves. So, how do you feel about this? There is many interesting elements around this. Um, the first thing- Okay, that... I'm, I'm gonna simplify yeah. it, simplify it. Right. No. Two things, two things. First off, the fact that it looks like we're getting it for December 10th. I that mean, is they, really said... good. Okay, that's really, really good. I'm really happy I mean, about they, that. They've said, like, yeah, we're still we're still on board for the 10th. We, we have no plans on changing it. So, right, okay. And the second thing, the fact that... Um, I'm going to glaze over the fact that it was stolen, because, I mean, that was bound to happen. But the fact that it... Oh God, I want to say perforated. You know, it, it made its way to the internet with people like sharing spoilers and all the sorts. I mean, I mean, like it, it definitely will. Um, like, I, I can, I, I, like, I can remember whenever, um, whenever there would be like big important reveals of new content, especially with around the Warframe time. Like, people that could get it the earliest, like, always got the most views. So people always wanted to like get the update as fast as possible, so they could like throw it out as fast as possible. So I can imagine with Cyberpunk, if you can. If you can obtain, like, the game, if you can play the game already right now, and you can mo make a video about that, not not taking take into account, you'll probably be taken down. Um, like, you'll get a lot of views, and you'll get a lot of attention. And that was, like, the, the the thing that we were talking about earlier. It's, like, people do anything for attention because it's, like, it's such a hard game to get into. Um, I don't think it's going to be beneficial very much because, like, if you're known as, like, the guy that leaked Cyberpunk and you got famous for that, like, no, well, good luck getting companies to go work with you again. Um... But, like, I can't imagine why people would, like, want to get the scoop on it. Like, and, and I was also thinking, like, is there any way to, like, not have this happen? Given that, like, like look at, like, how insane prices are right now for things like um, graphics cards or, like, the Ryzen Sun Free series, which are, like, unobtainable um, because, like, stock is just running out. So, like, can you imagine, like, if you could get that early, like, just like you can get this game early, like, how much money would people, like, be able to, willing to offer to, like, get that game early, get that game before anyone else so that you can, like, a month before time just, like, show off to, to like, your friends, like, look at this, I already got it. It's, like, I'm pretty sure that the people will be able to, like, be willing to pay a lot of money for that. Um, and then if you have, like, I mean, like, if these things are already being shipped to, like, um, game stores and there's, like, someone working there for, like, you know, um, for, like, minimum wage, it's, like, hey, you know, if they don't notice one, like, like how they're going to notice, like, one's gone. And, like, if you can sell it for a couple hundred bucks, it's, like, that's a couple hundred bucks. Uh, so, like, I, like, so, like, I'm wondering, like, like, I can see, I can definitely see, like, how this can happen. Um, that's not, that doesn't mean that it's a good thing that happens. Um, but, like, it's something where I'm, where I'm wondering, like, okay, so, like, shoot you then, like, as um, companies be, or, like, as game developers be, like, oh, well, we're only going to ship it as late as possible. But then, like, you're going to have the entire, like, RTX situation where, like, there is just no stock and people can't buy anything. So it's, I think it's definitely always going to be something which you're 
which you're going to run into that you might lose copies along the way. And then you you're, might be forced to like an approach of, hey, we're going to like not have a full complete game. You're going to have to update it and we'll only release the, the fixing update the moment that like we let the game go live. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the only other instance that this really stands out to me is Half-Life 2. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago. So, um, one of the most notoriously insecure email clients in the world today, do you want to have a hazard a guess? Um, what would it be? It would probably be something that a lot of pe- people use, um, Outlook or something? Or Exactly. It's yeah. Microsoft Outlook. It's... Like, it's probably gotten better, but, God, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, it was awful, right? Like, basically, people would get viruses because Outlook would see an attachment in the body and then execute it. Oh, my God. Yeah, (sighs) people, like, viruses would spread so much through email it was untrue and like i i had a huge problem where um my oh god like this 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 is story time with Zeno. yeah um when i was 16 17 um maybe 18 i don't know what so my mum would sit in the dining room where my computer was um we didn't use the dining room to eat we you know i just had my computer in there and she would sit in there where the telephone was to talk to her sister every sunday morning Mm -hmm. right and i would turn my computer on and this virus that was on the computer would start up my email client and then pawn right Right. Ooh. So my mom was sat. I was in the the living room. I was watching like cartoons. Saturday mo- no, it was Saturday mornings. Saturday morning cartoons. And my mum was in the um the uh, the the dining room and just a face full of porn. Right. While um, or she, she's on the phone. Now my mum just cares. Like Drew, can you can you come explain something to me? I went. Like, oh my god. You know. I I was having it for months. I just couldn't fucking get rid of it, right? I in the end I had to reformat the computer to get rid of this mm. fucking virus because like ev- like every single time I opened the computer, more viruses were downloaded, right? Oh man. So like this uh, this you know, this is when I didn't know any better of how to use a computer and I was fucking muppet. Um, you know, but with half-life 2 the big thing was that someone had downloaded a back door into valve's network through outlook right Ooh. so someone hacked into the valve network and just downloaded a copy of half-life 2 as it was they then had to slam on the brakes I go right. We now, what's called, we now have a year to redo huge chunks of the game. Damn, right? you know, because it was everywhere. 
And this this mm. was before uh this was before Valve. It's like Steam. Mm. You know? So this this was the whole thing that ushered Steam. Like if you wanna play Half-Life 2, you have to validate the game online. Because before serial keys were a joke. I, I don't know how old the majority of our audience is, but before you would get a game and it would have a serial key. And what you would do during installation, you were given a uh, what's called an opportunity to enter the serial key. And when you did, it would go, "Yep, that's a legitimate serial key." Bob's your uncle. When you pirated games, people would just upload their serial keys right mm -hmm. on the internet and then you just like yep yeah, just play the game perfectly legitimate yep because the ser how the serial keys worked was by um it you would divide various different sections of the key by a number mm -hmm. right and then taking a specific remainder right from each section like you, you basically you run yeah. some maths on it after you've run the maths and you like, yep, this is a perfectly legitimate key. There you go. You're in. You know? Yeah. So it was only until Half-Life 2 that they went, you know what? You have to register the key online. And that's how we actually make sure that the key is legitimate. We mm -hmm. check to see online if the key is a legitimate copy of the key. There you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, like local validation is very easy to... Um... Break into, yeah. Um to break sort of thing yeah. um one thing that i was wondering about a little bit though when it, especially when it comes to like these these day one patches sort of things that they're talking about uh which yeah. could be a way to, to to fix it like just ship a broken game on the disc and then you have to download because mm -hmm. like every single mm -hmm. time if you get a console you gotta download if you get a game you gotta download uh that could be a way that it could work at the same time i'm also wondering like what if you have a console like in a place where there is no internet. What if you live like in the cabin oh, in the woods, the or in the you live in yeah. the center of Birmingham and you have like the shittiest internet? Then like every single time you want to play a game, like you gotta wait hours and hours for the thing to download because otherwise yeah. you just like you're you have a broken game. You can't play it. It's like isn't that like a bit yeah. annoying? I I do agree with you uh, in a very large way, um, but. What's the alternative? I mean, people have proven that they can't be trusted to like. So when I was younger, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they do it now. On DVDs, you would get this like little advertised clip that says, "You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't um, what's it called steal a handbag. You wouldn't steal a house. You wouldn't steal you know you wouldn't steal all this stuff like." Don't steal videos. So, oh, like movies or something like that. Um, piracy is illegal. And like, it was, it was a huge thing. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the, the only reason why people steal this stuff is because they think they can get away with it. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yes, you would steal a car if you think you could get away with it. Right? You would steal a house if you thought you could get away with it. You would steal a moon if you thought you could get away with it. That's the whole point. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, uh, the, 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 these companies, they, they, they push 
the whole moral high ground bullshit. It's like, no, we're just trying to convince you not to steal our stuff. It's so easy to do it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I, I, I was talking about it, like, yesterday on the stream, where I was like, I am quite surprised with how the modern-day uh, online landscape has formed with, well, for media, for example, with Netflix, for example, with Spotify. I was not expecting when I was in high school and this thing was coming along where the internet would actually bring you media and stuff that this would be something that would catch on because back in the day the only way that you could get things was like you bought a disc or you bought a, a VHS or like you watched it on the TV but yeah. so like so if you had to go to the internet then the most of the time people went to the internet to get it for free and then I was wondering yeah. if people already are going to the internet then why would they pay if they're already going out their way to get it from the internet? So it's See, quite amazing it's... that people that that this has actually turned around where now the general consensus is like people get it from the internet and they're still paying for it, which is really cool because if it didn't, then like nothing would get made anymore. <laughs> but it is You're, you're right. You are spot yeah. on right. The hilarious thing is though, that so um God, I wanna say well, we're 2020 now, so probably about 15 years ago, there was this huge crackdown on torrents, mm. right? Now, torrents are made in such a way that it's really difficult to kill the the source. Yeah. Right? So in... Um, with something like Napster or Kazaa or LimeWire, like all you had to do was kill the um, the hosting application. You just had to kill Napster. You just had to kill LimeWire. You just had to kill Kazaa, right? And then no one could pirate stuff. But with torrents, you had a separation between the client that was used on the the person's computer and the tracker which there could be hundreds of thousands of trackers and you couldn't nuke them all mm. right and there was this huge push like oh we need to kill uh the pirate bay we need to kill shit what was was it supernova um, I think it was. I think it was called supernova like so many big torrent websites right they'd kill them and what would happen another one would take its place. Oh, we have to kill kick-ass torrents, and another one would take its place. Every It was like a hydra. You yeah. kill, you chop off one head, several more would take its place. It's, right? it's pretty much that there would be so many computers, there are so many places where this data would be hosted on that even if you were to take down sites, and you still have that with current, like, they're still around if you want to find them. Um, I would not recommend it, uh, like, speaking publicly. Uh, but if you could still find them and the way like and the way that i feel that they work is you have so many sites and like if you, and if you take the one the, down one of them you will like five more will appear and because of that uh it's i think it's a very long process or a very costly process to like to to, to go after uh, a site and take it down or go after a host and take it down so big companies can do that for one or two or like or a couple, but if they just keep spawning so many times that it almost becomes unfruitful for people to go after them because it costs them so much money to 
look up all these sites, then look up who is hosting them, send the send the season assists and all that sort of stuff. The moment that that's no longer that that costs more money than they're losing by the thing being up, they're not gonna they're probably gonna give up. And I think that that is the way that the the piracy has been existing for a long time. That it's just you kill one, five more appear, and it never ends. So one of the the really interesting things is that um, with the the sort of birth of Netflix, the demand for um, torrents and things like that was it, it started dwindling, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was a legitimate, easy way to get a hold of this content without. Um, which got having to resort to piracy. Mm-hmm. People would buy, you know, and it was it was great. And then, then we had, um, oh well, we've got HBO online, or we've got Hulu, or we've got Disney Plus, and there was uh, this this huge explosion of so many different platforms that, as a result torrenting just exploded it was like because everyone wanted a slice of the pie right oh uh, adult swim they're gonna have their own platform fucking why i do think there is one thing which we gotta we might have to consider a little bit uh, i agree with you that the beauty of netflix was that it had everything back when it started netflix you went there and had everything you could just pay a small monthly fee you get everything now they're so separating where where every single producer of content is pulling their things from Netflix, throwing it on their own servers, and you gotta pay extra monthly fees. So it becomes so expensive if you wanna subscribe to them all that again, now some other methods are becoming more appealing to people. At the same yeah. time, like we are looking at Netflix and being the Netflix of the early days was beautiful because everything was on Netflix. And at the same time, we're also saying, ah, the situation is horrible with YouTube and Twitch because it's only YouTube and Twitch and there's no competitors. So I'm kind of wondering, aren't we making conflicting statements here where we would love to see that um, that, Netflix, that Netflix would have everything again uh, and there wouldn't be this large separation of services where we all have to pay for, for every service if we want to get to everything. It would be better if it was all one again. And then also complain about, oh, but YouTube is so bad because it's it's only YouTube and there's no competitors and competition always makes things better. Isn't there any conflicting thing in there or is that is it so different that the opposites kind of work? No, there, there, there is. So I think it's situational, right? Because mm-hmm. everyone says that um, competition makes things better. But look at Steam and the Epic Game Store. Right, mm-hmm. Epic Games still hasn't fucking changed. It still hasn't improved. You know, even after Bobby Cot, no, not Bobby Kotick. That's the yeah, uh, sorry, Activision guy. Oh god, the the one from uh, Gearbox. I can't remember what his name is. Oh uh, yeah, it's promising. I'm like, oh, Randy. yeah, you hate, huh? Wasn't yeah, it like Brad- Randy? Oh, Randy Pitchford. That yeah. was it. Um, you know, after he turned around, like, oh yeah, well, by the time, fucking mm-hmm. not. Right. Same with Origin. Origin's still a piece of trash. Same with uh, Uplay, still a piece of trash. You know, so yes, competition does incentivize innovation, right? But 
if there's the, the competition is like, ah, I see your tractor wheel and I, sorry, and I'll raise you a bicycle wheel, I'm like, they're, they're not mm. on the same fucking tier. You know, you, you can't fucking put a bicycle wheel on a tractor. Tractor mm. will fucking fall over. I think a thing that Unique brings up in chat saying, the thing is Netflix you need to pay for and YouTube and Twitch are free for the most part. Uh, there is obviously a form of payment with YouTube and Twitch where if you if you use a free version, you, you're watching ads. However, I do feel there is there is a bit of truth in there in the sense that if if there will be a, comp a competitor to YouTube, let's say, and let's say PewDiePie moves over to the competitor of YouTube along with uh, other very notable creators like Markiplier, like the Game Grumps, like Sinogelion, like Joey Ciro, <coughs> they'll move over and everyone is like, oh my god, Joey Ciro and Xeno are moving over there. And then it's like, oh yeah, PewDiePie and the Game Grumps as well. Um, yeah. But let's say that happens, then it's a far easier thing for people to get into because you just go to a different website. And I think that we'll see a dramatic shift for YouTube in its traffic if there is a valid competitor because people are more easily to move over there and doesn't cost them anything more, anything less. However, I feel when it comes to Netflix and let's say Disney Plus, which I think Disney has pulled a lot of their content from the Netflix uh, place. Yeah, uh, they, you, I think they pulled everything. You basically just lose as a customer, you lose access for the same price. And even if you were to go to Disney Plus, that still means that if you are on Disney Plus, that you still have you still have to pay like like, like you could go on Disney Plus and you would maybe pay only for that, but then you still don't have everything that you have with Netflix. So you are selling your, like, like you will have less at the end of the day. And yeah. you might make the same argument for, let's say that I would, there would be a YouTube competitor and Drew subscribed to YouTube Premium and there would be the YouTube competitor and they would also have a premium and Drew really doesn't want to see ads, then it would cost him more money if he wants to see both PewDiePie on the the competitor and he wants to see uh, Markiplier on YouTube but doesn't want to see ads, then it will cost him more money. However, if he is not paying for these services, that at that point, like it doesn't matter. And yeah, I wonder I wonder what might be the thing for uh, let's say the uh, the Netflix space, the, the the content provider space to make it more competitive and appealing because I feel that even though Netflix has had less content and even though all these streaming services by themselves have provided less content than Netflix once had all by itself, I feel the prices have gone up. So I don't feel as though they're really in competition because they're just saying like, well, if you want to have my stuff, come watch it at my place. You can't get it anywhere else. And it's not like it's not as though you can get it. You can get Disney stuff on Netflix for cheaper. So it's weird. So this this is um, a very old methodology of how to do like stuff like th there's a, a rule somewhere um, that states that if you have uh, a show you can't license it out to multiple places so for example in the UK if you want to watch Rick and Morty season 4 you have to watch it on um god channel four uh until that license expires and then netflix will buy it for cheaper and then you can watch it on netflix right so that's you know so you can watch the first half of season four on netflix but you can only watch the full thing on channel four 
right? Mm. Until Channel 4 let it go. Um, now, I think it's utterly daft that, you know, when you've got things these days, like the only way to watch um, a TV show across multiple uh, channels or providers, you know, pick one, is by it reaching a hundred episodes and thus uh I, I think it's called like syndication right where you can show it on multiple channels at the same time mm -hmm. yeah but it's like hold on in this day and age can we just not be so fucking rooted in rules that we came up with in like the 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 80s and the 90s right one thing which one thing which I thought was really interesting, I think it was last year when Rick and Morty season four came out. Uh, it was set to come. It was set to come out in the end of the year, I believe, uh, worldwide. But then the UK would get it half a year later or something. It was like, yeah, but that why? made no sense. Yeah, exactly. Fucking why, right? It's goddamn stupid, and that's that's the sort of shit that you know Netflix still doesn't have the second half of season four of uh, Rick and Morty. Oh my right? god. And yeah, you, exactly. And you still don't know now what's gonna happen in these episodes. Oh yeah, my god! I, I don't no. know. I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck happens in those episodes. You can't. Like, you, you haven't know. even been able to see them. Oh my! And and the memes no, have been clear. dead for months now. Oh yeah, my lord! So but, so is it is this a plot for 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 from from the the UK government to just have their entire nation just look like a bunch of idiots when half a year later no, they come into like with dead memes like oh wobble up 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 and everyone's like yeah that was like played out a year ago it's like oh but the whole the whole syndication thing it exists in America as well oh my lord yeah it's it's absolutely insane and. A lot of it comes down to the fact that I I feel that if the rules, if the the laws and uh, everything was updated, right, then the the demand for piracy and shit like that would decrease massively, right. And you could do things where oh here's the game you have to wait for the day one patch before or the day zero patch for uh for you to be able to play it right i you know i totally 100 believe that you know mm -hmm. um but instead no we have to we have to be fucking i just want to say insane we have to make things the most complicated thing in the universe so people look for the easy way out they will they will one thing i'm wondering a little bit about is when it comes to, again, let's say you don't have an internet connection because you live in a cabin in the woods or in the center of Birmingham or, uh, you know, in a place where there isn't a lot of internet. Um, it would be kind of shitty if the game that you buy, which is a physical copy, uh, would just be broken when you buy it. Uh, at the same time, I'm also wondering when it comes to... Uh, I like the idea of being able to watch have content on multiple channels so that they compete with having the same content but then lower prices because then you can choose Netflix and I still have the same shows as Disney Plus but at the same time it would be kind of weird if PewDiePie signs an exclusivity deal with YouTube to stream on it and then starts streaming on Twitch as well and on Mixer well I mean Mixer is dead but then why would YouTube still invest in PewDiePie uh, why would uh, Disney still invest in shows if it can only show it on its own uh, if it doesn't if like everyone can show it as well 
So that is something where, like, how would you change the law to avoid the situation where, like, streaming services can just hold on to shows? And it's like, well, if you want to watch this one show and you want to watch that thing and that thing and that thing, you got to have five different subscriptions. But at the same time, also ensuring that, hey, if I want to create something or if I want to put money into a production, I will be able to get that back because I put the money into it and therefore I can broadcast it. So I think... Um... Uh, a way of doing that is in order for you to be able to so i th okay here, here's one way of looking at it if you make x content mm -hmm. right you cannot show it on your platform right or you cannot show it on your platform exclusively. That will instantly uh, disincentivize people, uh, you know, companies from trying to hoard as much of the pie as possible by making the stuffing and the crust. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. if P if if companies like Disney is like right. We can make the Mandalorian, but we can't show the Mandalorian. Then there's a competition there where it's a case of right, you know, all the other streaming services bid for who's going to get the right to to show the Mandalorian, right? So you could either be a streaming service or a producer, Ooh. right? You can't be both. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. I I'm doing. I was wondering at the start like, like where, where you were going because it was sort of that I was thinking, mm, you know, if if I make something and I make it for my – I make that and I also have my own platform, would I want to put it on my own platform, which I believe to be the best platform, then I make it and I can't put it on there. But you make a good point with, for example, Disney just owning so much. If you look at how yeah. they own Star Wars, if you look at how they own Marvel, if you look at how they own literally almost everything and at the point where – yeah, they can just open their own screen streaming service with their own stuff because they own all of that. Uh, and at that the point, alternative, mm -hmm. the alternative is, um, if you are a, a producer as well as a streaming service, then you have to be able to host. Uh, so someone else has to be able to stream your produced content as well as yourself right mm -hmm. so that way it's a case of yes we have the mandalorian yes we have um i don't know what else is on disney plus i mean you will fucking... still have an advantage though because right. you're gonna have Hold on. yeah so you have it on your service but someone else has to buy it as well right so Netflix goes, right, we'll take the Mandalorian, right? Then, um, you know, say, say they produce, oh, fuck, the new DuckTales, right? You know, Hulu takes the new DuckTales, right? Then you've, uh, and um, then you've got uh, the Mulan movie. Um, HBO takes the Mulan movie. So those three services have each individual thing, but... You also have Disney Plus, and that is where all three of them are in one place, 
right? Mm -hmm. So you could, if if you have the one thing that you want, right? Oh, I have Netflix. I want to watch The Mandalorian. I'm set, right? No mm -hmm. problem from me. But if I want to watch the other three, I could go and watch. Uh, I could go and subscribe to so the other two. Yeah, I could go subscribe to Disney Plus and get the other two as well as Mandalorian. I could even cancel my Netflix thing if I wanted to. Right? The There's the choice. The thing that I'm wondering about, though, is how much choice there will be if, let's say, hey, I'm Disney, I create my own thing, I can host it on my own streaming service, and then I get to sell it to another player. So yeah. what will be the price at which I sell it? So it will it, is it going to be cheaper for me than it is? Because let's say Netflix wants to buy it, and they're the only one that buys it, and I've made it. I can be like, well, you can buy it for... 200% of the price that we would like sell it to our service for. Uh, would you not have that situation? And you said you have to sell it. I was like, well, that's curious because maybe if like the requirements you have to sell it, then if Netflix just says, no, I won't take it, then they, they, they can't air it because they need to sell it. But then what stops them from being like, hey, hey, little, little Timmy, how do you feel like, how do you feel like uh, starting your own streaming service? Hey, I'm, a, I'm Big Uncle Disney. Here, here, here's like 10 grand. A hundred grand, a million, ten million. Just start your own streaming service. It doesn't have to be anything, you know. Just, just you know, just get started. And then maybe buy our, maybe maybe buy our things, and we'll, you know, we'll sell it to you for a dollar. Okay, we'll sell it to you for a dollar because you're such a sweetheart. Then they've sold it to a third party. <laughs> right, but what's the advantage of that? Because then they don't have to sell it to their competitors because little Timmy is not going to be a competitor. Uh, it's just well, still going to be in there. It's not met the rules. So, like, Could if be. Little Tim doesn't have a streaming service that is exact uh, accessible to the same audience, mm -hmm. right? Then Little Timmy does not count. Let's right? say let's say his streaming service is called is called Plus Disney, and it just licenses everything from Disney Plus. So you can subscribe to Plus Disney or Disney Plus, and it's going to be the exact same thing, because you know they just have to sell it to one well, other person. Again, like the, the the rules would have to say, well, no, you can't be exactly the you're the same fucking company. You yeah. Know? So I get where you're coming from. What stops them from still? There's always going to be fucking loopholes, mm -hmm. right? The 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 world is an ever evolving place, and fuck, look at the the loopholes with um. Oh, what's the name of the bees? I don't know what the Bob... The publisher maybe. platform stuff. Like the Twitter, YouTube, publisher platform. Oh, that... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I so, thought you said the bees. Anyway. I was like, B, 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 B. I don't know. No, I, I, no, normally when I can't think of what I'm about to say, I go like, oh, what's the name of the bees? <laughs> Okay. Well, I think uh, I I think we uh, we very 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 much got around the topic of uh, streaming services. Um, I think somewhere we kind of like went into the side topic of uh, cyberpunk. That was totally not the main topic by far not. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that is the thing that happens. Streaming services were indeed a thing last week. Still are this week, and probably will be next week. Will we talk about it next week? Probably not. But this week we <laughs> thought it was important to highlight that there were streaming services. Uh, and yes, I, I, I think as long as you can easily get a hold of the product, 
then you know there there are going to be people that are going to pirate it like there's just it's just impossible i think that if you know you're going to play it i'm going to play it i'm going to avoid spoilers like hell um you know it, there's only so much you can do Excellent. you know you can't you can't stop piracy it's not possible you can't destroy it the big question that i have right now is yeah. November. Oh, that is beautiful. The, the December 10th will be on the first day. Oh, thank the Lord. We're going to have a weekend. <gasps> I was wondering what if it comes out before? I mean, what? what I mean, hope we have to do the framecast then on a Tuesday or a Wednesday because what if like we do the framecast as we do right now on the first day and it's just come out? Normally, we would say we do a cyberpunk special framecast, but what are we going to talk about? Because we don't want to spoil people. But what are we going to talk about if we don't want to spoil people? We're just going to be like, yeah, the game is the game and it's game and we've only played like two hours of it but it's the game and it's here so yeah at least we're gonna have like we're gonna have about half a week three quarters of a week to play it and then we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do or the cyberpunk framecast what we're gonna talk about and how we're gonna uh, approach the topic uh without spotting things or we're just gonna be or we're just gonna straight up be like yeah anakin skywalker's darth vader welcome to the framecast what <laughs> <laughs> How did just, you not know that? Hey, 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 hey. You know, uh, it's the same with, like, uh, Warframe. Uh, Tenno Warframe, you know, that's been after 2015, but don't spoil it, please. Don't spoil it. No. <laughs> don't spoil the second game. God dang it. Don't spoil, like, oh, my God. What's that What's that with, what's that this year with, uh, what was the game? There was a game, Final Fantasy, that re-released. That was literally a remake of the old game. Then people were like, don't spoil Seven. the old game. Seven. Seven, yeah. People were like, oh, don't spoil the old games. It's been out for over 20 years or something. True, true. Okay, fair enough. But we're talking about generations apart, mm. right? You know, what was the first game console you had? I think the first new game console was a PS2, but I do also have a Nintendo 64. Right. So did you play Final Fantasy VII? No, I did not. Ah, so I wonder if there's some form of relevance to don't spoil Final Fantasy VII. Well, it's like there are there is many things that I haven't played, which I know how it goes because it's been part of pop culture, or it's because like people have talked about it. So I feel when it comes to a certain age, but yeah, I mean, if you go out to, to, to people that that are in line to buy the remake, and you're just like, and you're just like, here are the top supporters of the game. <laughs> Yeah. It's like you're a bit of an asshole, but when people are just discussing how the offense from the previous game compared to this game, or or what offense they're really looking forward to, it's like, come on, man! Like you know. Yeah. Anyway, Anywho, right? Uh, I think I think we're done for today. Are we? Yeah, done for let's today? let's let's leave it here. Um, I think it's fine. Cool. If you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them in the chat down below, or leave them in the comments down below, depending on where you're where you're watching or listening from. Uh, if you're listening from this through like any of the audio platforms. Uh, you can always send a tweet or Discord us or send a pigeon. Just tie your question to a pigeon. Throw the pigeon out the window and hopefully it will land right here in, the, in in one of our places and give us the message. Maybe it won't, but you might have a chance. Who knows? Messenger pigeons were like the most insane thing back in the day that people were like, yeah, that's a reliable way of sending messages. Just tie it to a bird and throw the bird out and hope it arrives at the right spot. So, yeah. Yep. Let's see here. Um... 
Yannick said, make it so that the movies or series can't be exclusive to any streaming service. This way you can get competition back because then if all the same shows are on, it just becomes a quality of life thing. So then they are going to have to try and improve their service instead of having to rely on exclusivity. Yeah, it's pretty much what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Nod. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking about... I was thinking about, well, you know, it's such a common thing where YouTube... Uh, contracts PewDiePie Twitch contracts Ninja this contracts and it's like actually it's so, something which has gotten so normalized in the online world but if you think about it there's very little game stores for example where this like GameStop only has full, uh, has uh, has Cyberpunk you can't get it anywhere else because like that's not necessarily the, the, the goal of stores to do stores is just a place to sell and like basically there may be a promotional action with this store sort of thing um, but not necessarily. It will only be at this store, no other stores. And that's more yeah. or less what online providers are, like YouTube, like Twitch, like, and even more so the streaming services. They are very much stores, the storefronts, but then the <sighs> online fronts where you, it's it's the gateway to the to the end product of the content. True, but there are also like you know plenty of. Um actual shops where they you know are oh, the avengers right the avengers game that came out um in order to get specific skins you had to buy it from certain places which oh, was man. fucking ridiculous right that's mm-hmm. that's the sort of like you know so in-store exclusivity it still exists um but yeah anyway only with skins though i mean i mean can you imagine that uh there was there was a point when DLCs were also exclusive. Like oh, oh. you know, like uh, oh god, what's the name of the game? Uh, Dark Siders Two. When that first came out, oh, in order to get this uh, part of this DLC, you have to buy it from here. Oh, in order to get this DLC, you have to buy it from here. Oh, not and if you bought the Ultimate Collector's Edition, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't include everything, and it was like, what the living fuck? Oh man. I mean, I'd I'd be down with skins in uh, in in, in game uh, not game movie content. So if you watch the Avengers on Disney Plus, they'll have uh, suits with Mickey Mouse on them. We just like CGI Whoa. put it on there. And if you watch it on Netflix, they'll they'll all wear red suits, and you choose your own customization of of the film. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. The problem with it right now is that is how the exclusivity works. Is probably why it won't stop anytime soon. Um, which stops the gears of progress. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what what's gonna happen. Uh, what we do know is gonna happen within a second. Right now is that I'm gonna say go over to YouTube.com/slash if you want to check out this beautiful man right here. Uh, he is uh, he's just uploaded a Xeno Codex, which is a video where he talks about his opinion on games and why he thinks certain games are good. Like what his criteria are for games. Uh, if you're in the market of uh, for games, or if you're wondering about should I buy this game, is Anthem a good buy for me? Should I pre-order Godfall? Should I buy Marvel's Avengers uh, the, the the game? Or should I go for Cyberpunk? Well, if you're wondering about those questions, you should know that only the last one is probably a valid option, and the other ones, probably not. And if you are still wondering about that, just go to this video and figure out, like, how do I get some common sense in, in buying games? And maybe have other ideas and throw it in the comments and discuss with the people around there. Or be like me and watch, like, a minute of it, and then Nier Automata gets brought up, 
with some gameplay of Nier Automata, and you just break down because that was such an amazing game, and you just you just have to stop it and just have to go go and think for the entire evening. But oh my god, Nier Automata, Nier! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Go play that if you haven't played that yet. That's actually a good game. Um, so yeah. Um, YouTube.com slash CasinoGetting or YouTube.com slash 10 o'clock if you want to hear more of his amazing voice, this time through the amazing wireless headphones um, on the 10 o'clock podcast, which is, of course, the, the grandfather, the, the predecessor, the, uh, the the almighty hero of uh, of the Framecast. The only two podcasts that you can ever listen to uh, because they are the best podcasts. There's no other podcast like us. They're all copies of this podcast, so don't watch them. Also, Netflix, if you want to you sign us. don't watch them. Yeah, because we're the best podcast. Watch only our two, right? I thought you said don't watch our podcast anyway. No, you you experience them. You experience them. That's it. That's it. That you're right. You're right. You're you experience them. It's like a full body experience. You know, soon coming in 3D. You you can you can sit and watch in VR the Framecast. You can you can look around and see in our space. And you can touch us. Not really though, no, because like that'd be weird. But you know, virtually maybe you might. That is an outro, man. I have no idea what was going with that. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh so. boy. Cool. Right. Well, uh, likewise, if you are just catching the end of this episode and you know, you're like, oh shit, what did they talk about? Well, you can catch us again in twenty four hours on youtube.com slash post malone games. Um post malone games god that name um and you can you can see like the whole episode and everything what we've we've spoken about and if you are listening to us on youtube or anchor you've got it on anchor as well now yeah and all like this the 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 podcast platforms so spotify apple i think everywhere yeah if 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 you want to catch us live and you want to contribute live during chat and things you can always uh watch us uh, which at some point in the week um, twitch.tv slash Michelle Postma uh, all the links are in the description below or spammed all over chat one of the two he'll do that he will yeah. do that I'll anyway, post right. all the links all the links of the internet will be on there all of the links or just like yeah. the most important ones like my channel um, Xena's channel that's watch, it <laughs> watch out for anything from uh, Reddit or 4chan I'm mm-hmm. just going to say now also, uh, I will already say uh, on the on the podcast right now, a huge uh, thank you to Afime for doing the timestamps. Afime has been timestamping the the most recent framecast, and uh, probably will already have the timestamps done before we even finished because they're so fast um, and very detailed. So yeah, okay. So on Spotify, if you upload the right episodes, <laughs> oh my god, I did upload the wrong episode at some point, but uh, yeah, we uh, we will have uh, the right episode out this time. I will not screw that up. So yeah. anyway, thank you so much for for, for, for tuning in to the Framecast. Uh, I really appreciate everyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week, which is actually going to be like in four days time or five days time because we're doing this on the first day. So you'll oh have to God, miss yeah. us less long. Well, and then, then we're going to have to find... You'll have to miss us less long. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that... Anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll see you. We'll see you. We'll see you less, less long from now. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.